Hey there, Purpose Warriors. Welcome to the Awaken to Purpose podcast. This is Dr. Brunel from drbrunel.com, where we believe that every season in your life serves a greater purpose. If you're new to the podcast, here's what you need to know. We are a community of purpose warriors who believe that God's best version of ourselves is hidden on the inside of us, just waiting to be awakened as we grow in our relationship and continue to say yes to what God has called us to do in the earth. We know that God's purpose for our lives was preordained and the reason why he created us. So every other week, this podcast seeks to explore how to awaken to your purpose from a practical standpoint and become God's best version of you. And we do this by touching upon our five pillars of purpose, faith, relationship, identity, resiliency, and stewardship. If you want to know more about our five pillars of purpose, head over to my website at www.drvernell.com backslash podcast. So before we dive in, I need to share with you that this podcast is being brought to you by my new book, From Pain to Purpose, where I share actionable steps, biblical principles, and life lessons on how I discovered my purpose after a painful and unexpected divorce and was left to raise two children with more than a million dollars of debt, zero access, and a negative network. My book is available on my website, again, at www.drbrunel.com, also on Amazon, Barnes & Nobles, or wherever books are sold. So if you want to learn more about how to release limiting beliefs, overcome financial difficulties, experience radical breakthroughs, and step courageously into your purpose, then grab your copy today. And remember that God can use whatever unfair or unjust act, any rejection or hurtful experience, and transform your pain into your purpose. So let's jump right in. So good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Awaken to Purpose podcast. I have a very special guest today, Paula Jenkins. She is the founder and CEO of LFS Consulting LLC, genuinely believes true leaders create more leaders. Paula is a certified coach, executive, DISC certified consultant, and licensed diversity, equity, and inclusion trainer. Paula encourages people on how to be better leaders, promotes positive tools for managing and leading through change, and harnessing your authentic self in leadership. Paula's passion is leadership, developing, training, and empowering people with the tools and knowledge to lead authentically. Welcome, 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 Paula. I mean, my gosh. <laughs> leadership, leadership, leadership. That's what you're all about is leadership. <laughs> it is what I am all about. It is something to be said for. Amen. I just want to welcome you and thank you so much for joining me today. And what I love to do when folks come on to the podcast is really just turn the mic over to them and let them share their story again of where they are um, and where God is really leading them. And also talk a little bit about where you were. Thank you for having me. So I'm going to start with my story. You know, I think it's where have I been? And my story doesn't necessarily start with, but I'm, this is where I'm going to start. I mean, it's two numbers, 180 and 140. And I'm going to say it even further, 180 over 140. So a lot of people may know what that means, but some don't. So I'm going to explain. That was my blood pressure. That was my blood pressure in October of 2017. And when I went to the doctor, 
Uh, my doctor said, if you don't change your environment, you're going to die. It was that simple. It was that clear. And it was that direct. And I remember in that moment thinking, OK, well, that's certainly not what I want to do. But clearly, I'm in a toxic environment and we've got to do something different. And so three months after that, I ended up leaving my corporate career that I've been almost two decades and decided to start my own business. And so where I come from, I come from this background where I was doing really well. And sometimes we come across managers and leaders who don't quite know how to manage, don't know how to handle situations and don't know how to handle very direct people because that's who I am. And one of the things that you recognize is sometimes an environment um, no longer suits you. And that's what I decided. And so I said, okay, Paula, what what are we going to do? Well, I had two passions at the time. It was really around financial literacy and leadership development. I really believe that so often my generation in particular, we were not taught about money. We were not taught how to save or to not go into debt. And um, I recognized that I had a gift. I've been doing financial coaching for years not as a business, just helping friends. And I also was very passionate about leadership because I believe you can be a great leader if you want to be. But too often people are promoted into leadership roles because they were great individual contributors and nobody stopped to coach them or teach them how to manage people. So that's where LFS Consulting started. It stands for Leadership and Financial Success. And when I decided to do the business, you know, it's one of those ideas. I didn't have a plan. So I'll be very transparent that didn't have a plan, didn't plan for anything, but I knew that I needed to leave my corporate environment and I needed to start something. So that's what I did. Where am I now? Here I am five and a half years later. So I left in 2018 and I have, <laughs> I've kind of moved along the entrepreneurial journey. First few years, I did a lot of financial coaching, um, helped a lot of people get out of debt and that was beautiful and wonderful. But as time has gone on, I'm going to be honest, I have realized that my real purpose And I mean, my real purpose is to create more leaders in the world. And that really does stem from the number of people that I talk to day in and day out who are in toxic environments, like I was, who have managers who just don't know how to lead, who have people who create space that is not comfortable for them, and they just don't know where to start. And so I am on a mission. I tell people all the time now that I'm on this mission to change the world one conversation at a time. If we would just talk to each other, just literally just talk to each other, we'd be amazed at how much more we have in common than we have different. And because we cannot talk to each other, that is where I feel like the hate comes from. That is where the discord comes from because we don't talk. And I recognize in my speaking ability, so I love to speak and I'm good at it. I have recognized that is my gift. And no matter what stage, what room that I am in, this gift that I have and I have been granted, it should not be wasted. And so that's where I am is recognizing how you got to get out here and share this wisdom about communication. I really do believe that everything begins and ends with communication, everything. And if we start understanding a conversation, understand our communication styles, understand that when we sit down and talk to people, if we're managing somebody, if we're in a relationship with somebody, have a conversation, have a conversation. Uh Where am I going? You know, my my hope and prayer is that I truly do become the person who's changing the world. Again, one conversation at a time. What I envision is this organization that really puts out the right kind of messages for people around how we talk to each other, around wanting to be great leaders, around if you want to be. And I say this all the time. If you want to be a better leader, you can. There's people who say, yep, I'm great. I'm good. All right. I'm, I'm fine the way I am. OK, you're not my client. But if you want to change, if you want to get better, if you want to do better, then yeah, work with me. 
And I think a lot of times we don't even recognize that we need change until people start leaving. I want to jump yeah. in real quick, because real, something that you said, I want to go back to, and I think it was from the very beginning when you talked about your blood pressure and you talked about 180 over 140. How long was your blood pressure like that? And was that the turning point for you where you realized that the stress of your job working in a toxic environment was really literally killing you? Yeah. So I'd probably say the length of time was probably two months. You definitely can feel anybody who has had high blood pressure. There's a feeling you can feel it. And I recognized something was happening. I didn't know the numbers, but I definitely knew something was off. And yeah, it probably was about two months. And I think while the doctor had said, this is a toxic environment, that wasn't new news to me. God bless my husband. He had said at the time, it's time to quit. So even before I went to the doctor, he said, it's time to quit. And I remember that was like on a Monday or Tuesday. I had an appointment with the doctor on Wednesday. He had told me quit on Friday. I didn't, but that tells you just again, clearly something was happening. And let me just say this, there's an impact that it has not only on you, but also your family. When I decided to leave corporate America, I told my daughter who at the time was probably around 13 or 14. Mm-hmm. She said, we explained that you know mom's going to leave her job. And yes, it was a six figure job. And we had to explain to her, things gonna look different. And her immediate response was, it's about time. That punched me in my gut because here is my child. She has watched me and I'm recognizing the environment that I had put myself in. It impacted my child. My child's immediate reaction was not about money or anything. It was, it's about time. And so we have to be very clear about when we are in these environments. It is not just impacting you. It is mm-hmm. not. It is impacting our children, our families, our environments, our communities. It is a disservice to all of them. So, yeah, I, I would definitely say it was at least two months where I know there was something happening. Yeah, and I wonder, too, because, you know... I know a lot of, you know, women of color who are working in toxic environments. They know that they're in toxic environments, but yet they stay. And I'm curious to know kind of like the why behind that. When you know that this is not a great place for you, is it complacency? Is it the fact that you're familiar with right? The devil, you know, so to speak, that it holds you in a place of sometimes stagnation, that we're trying to fight against something that sometimes God is trying to lead us out of. Sometimes I hold us in that place because I want you to see who I am and I'm not leaving until you give me my flowers or you're so bad. I'm going to show you what good really looks like. I wonder for you, what was that? Why am I 20 years? Why did you stay as long as you did? Was it the money? (laughs) Yeah, it is all of the above. You know, I'm not some anomaly when we talk about, you know, as a manager, I was always one of very few, if only black manager right in the room. And there's something to be said for that weight that carries. It is, yes, you cross a six figure, you know, threshold and it's, oh, that feels good. Um, Being asked to stay, getting retaining bonuses. Oh, would you please say it feels good. And so there's all kinds of things that I think that make you stay. And it can be complacency as well. The idea of going out and looking for a job, who wants to do it? Will the next job be better than this one? Will I get my five weeks of vacation like this job? So there's all kinds of things that fall into that. Keep it real. Yes, all of that. Yes. I mean, it's all of that. It's all of that. But then you get a point where, again, sometimes, and I'm going to call it what it is. I was slapped in the face. When your doctor says you're going to die, let me be clear. I'm not trying to die over a job. That was literally my immediate reaction. I'm not dying over this job. 
And so we got to figure something out. And so we have to make sure that we take all those things that may be keeping us there and recognize, is it worth it? Is it worth it? Yeah. Two things stand out to me. So I had a colleague who passed away unexpectedly. She was having surgery. She was in her 40s and she passed away on Monday, Friday. Her job was posted. That's the first thing. Right. Come on. Yeah. Crazy. Because we are so connected to this work and work is not connected to us in that way. And then I have another colleague recently, her parents are in the Philippines and her mom was really sick and she was so excited to go home for Thanksgiving. And people were trying to encourage her to just go ahead and leave. And what she said, which is so telling to me, which is, I have so much on my calendar that we've conditioned ourselves to believe that these meetings that we have on our schedule are so incredibly important. I feel like it's a trick of the enemy. Her mother passed away uh, and now she's in the Philippines, but she did not leave when people were encouraging her to leave to just, they're just meetings at the end of the day. Right. And so I would hate for other people to get to that place where you have to hear those alarming words from a doctor better yet have some type of stroke, some type of heart attack. And guess what? Yet again, they will find a replacement for your job. And so I think this is kind of like a cultural thing too. Meaning like in the United States, we just, we work ourselves literally. When you go to other countries, you don't find that. I was surprised when I went to Spain and how they shut down for three hours so that they could go home and have dinner with their families. Like there yes. were no stores were open in Spain. I was yes. like, oh, oh, what's happening? But there's such an emphasis on yes. like health and family that we don't have in the United States. It's about more and more and more overconsumption. And yes. it's like we lose balance in our life. And we create yes. these stories in our yes. mind about these jobs that we have. Absolutely. And it is clearly, it is detrimental to us, to our health, to our families. And when we choose, let's be clear, because everything that we do is a choice, whether we believe it or not, it is a choice. When we choose the meeting, when we choose the job, when we choose these things, there are consequences to that. And we have to be be very clear about that. And it's not to say that, no, we're not trying to do our job well. It's not to say that we don't want to show up, but there has to be a balance. There has to be a balance of our understanding that my life, my life is important. My family is important. Rest is important. Mm -hmm. And it does not discount me as an employee. And this is why I take great pride when I hear companies who who get that, right? And understand that. You know, I'm always amazed at the number of people that I meet who have weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks of vacation Mm -hmm. and they've never taken vacation. And I remember when I used to manage people, my team were always new by August. I'm looking at it, why haven't we taken any vacation? Like we're not going to wait to the end of the year, but let's take vacation. We should be looking at it on a quarterly basis. Why are we not taking vacation? It's almost like a badge, a badge of honor to say, I haven't taken vacation. No, you need rest. I don't care if that means just going home and sitting for a week, then do that. So part of it is taking care of ourselves, but also recognize that every environment that we are in, it may not be the environment we're supposed to be in, period. Yeah. Period. yeah. Sometimes God calls okay. us out of it and we stay. Yes. Yes. And I think sometimes what happens is, again, I'll go back to the, the list, right? The list of things that we think or the reasons why we're staying. At the end of the day, we need everybody to understand that you have to make sure you take care of you. Because just like you said, no matter what happens to us, that job will be posted by the end of the week. Let's be clear. Let's be clear. And I also think we have to be very careful about thinking that the job that we have is the best job we'll ever have. That's not factual. 
mm-hmm. because you haven't looked, because you haven't tried, you don't know what else is out there. It may be different. It may not have the same things, but let's be clear. If the environment you are in is causing you the kind of stress that it is causing, it is time to look at it differently. Yeah, but you don't even always know, right? You just know you're having a reaction. You think it's a bad week or you just have a bad boss or you just have all these different things and you just don't know the impact that it has on you. So talk a little bit about what has your stress levels been like since you've gone into entrepreneurship? Mm -hmm. Because entrepreneurship can also bring about other stressors different than what you experienced in corporate America. So talk a little bit about that. Absolutely. Well, here's the good thing. My blood pressure is nowhere near what it was. And (laughs) my doctor and I, we literally laugh about it all the time. And she says, entrepreneurship is tough. It is hard, right? But my blood pressure has been nowhere near what it was. Nowhere near. Every time I go, we talk about it. She was like, I love your numbers. I love your numbers. So yes, I have a different level of stress as an entrepreneur. Absolutely. But when I tell you my numbers have never been this great. And so part of this is recognizing the environment you put yourself in. It matters. Now, as an entrepreneur, yes. Stress <laughs> daily. <laughs> Stress, it happens. But I also recognize how to take care of myself. So I am a huge advocate of self care. And I know we hear that all the time, but I live it. It is really important. One of the key things I did during COVID is every month I would go to a hotel. So I get my hair done in the city of Chicago and I would stay in a hotel for two days. That was my way of taking care of myself because in this world where it's shut down is allowing myself to be in a space by myself so that I could just relax. I walk. I've never walked this much in my life. Pre-COVID didn't walk this much. I walk all the time. Mm -hmm. That is, again, self-care. So part of this is even as an entrepreneur, it's finding the space and what matters to me in terms of my health. And that has become really important to me. And Mm -hmm. I recognize the things I wasn't doing when I was in that corporate environment. I'm now loving. I'm loving. But part of it is you have to balance the stress because we know stress is normal. Like, I don't want to sit there and say stress is not something. It's normal. You're going to have it, but you have to balance it. You have to make sure that you're take, doing the things you have to do to take care of yourself. So even as an entrepreneur, yes, I'm going to have the stress. But let me be clear. I do not take on the things that I used to take on at all. And also, I say no. And I can clearly say no without being apologetic. One of the key things about me and how I show up is authenticity and understanding who I am. And I don't apologize for who I am. And Mm -hmm. that's another important piece as an entrepreneur. You have to make sure that you do. I love that. I was thinking about my best friend and I remember so many years ago, she was saying, she told me I had the ministry of no, because I was saying (laughs) no faster than I would say yes. And she had the ministry of yes. And what I noticed is that her stress levels are significantly higher than mine. And she said, you know, you don't even apologize when you say no. I said, no, because when I say no, I mean it. We don't need to have another conversation about my no, because it sounds like it's a quick response, but it's a thoughtful response. Like when you know what you are called to do, some things are being presented to you as a distraction. Yes. Things are presented to you as an enticement, right? A temptation. And so I feel like that is also discernment when you can discern when to say yes and when to say no. And I try not to say yes to people fast because I don't want to lock myself into into a commitment that later I might have to back out of. I want to be a person Mm -hmm. of my word. But when I say my no, it is just, yeah, no, I'm not. Mm -mm." And sometimes it might be a no, not right now. 
It could yes. be that could change later. But in this moment, somebody just asked me to teach a course in Louisiana virtually. And, you know, they're going to make this amount of money. And I was just like, yeah, I can make that amount of money in my nine to five job. And I can do that in my own business. So why would I pick that up? It's a distraction. It's a no. And they wanted to talk about it two other times. And I was like, yeah, we can, but it's still going to be a no. Like I can hear Mm -hmm. you out, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, the ministry to me of no, and also just kind of like really taking care of yourself. And people have defined self-care in so many different ways. It is, yep. I'm going to get my nails done. To me, that's not self-care. That's just me personally. Yes, I said, we all have different definitions. For me, it yeah. is like a deliberate and intentional way to unplug from things and get my mental state and health back yep. to where it should be. And sometimes yep. what that looks like for me is that I have to immerse myself in God's word. I have to kind of like restore, refresh yep. my spirit, my soul. And yeah. some people think that that gets refreshed by Netflix or, you know, I got to go to this tropical place. No, sometimes it happens. to just getting in the presence of the father. Sometimes, you know what I mean? It's just, yeah. I love that you talk about that and this idea of work-life balance and that you can still be passionate about something. And it doesn't mean that you have to kill yourself just because yeah. you're passionate about what God has called you and, and gifted you to do. Exactly. And I'm going to go back to what you talked about, even just that no. And I say it all the time. No is a complete sentence. And I think for so long, we have been, you know, almost brainwashed that, well, no, it's not. You got to explain. No, I don't. No, I don't. My no is a complete sentence. Now, there are some situations. Yes, I will explain depending upon what it is. But I want people to understand no is a complete sentence. And I think we are bogged down literally and trying to make somebody else feel good about our no with an explanation. And I have learned and learned very well. No. Mm -hmm. And I stopped. Mm -hmm. No. And we can learn from that. And so part of this, again, when we talk about that self-care, I'm not taking on your stress. Like I'm not doing it. I'm taking on your stress. When I say no, I mean it. And I don't owe you an explanation. I really don't. Now, if I choose to give you one, I can. But part of my self-care is not even engaging in that way. So that's another way, again, when we talk about that day-to-day piece is being very clear about where you are. I love that. You know, because even in this journey of entrepreneurship, My journey is a little different than yours because I'm still in my nine to five. And then, you know, I still have a child. I got a kid in the house and I just need him gone. He needs to go off to college, join my daughter somewhere. So I have all these other, you know, kind of like stressors that I really have to be intentional about my time and even opportunities that are presented to me. It's like all money is not good money. Right. And so, yeah, I love just kind of like where you are in this season of your life. Because sometimes we pray and we ask God for abundance and overflow, but he knows if he would, were to bring it at a certain period and season in your life, that it can literally kill you. Are you prepared for the thing that you've been praying for? Thank you. Ooh, Jesus. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yes. Come on. Mm-hmm. Come on. Yeah. Because I mean, isn't that true, right? So we're like, Lord, I want to make an impact. Father, I want to walk in purpose. And what we don't always appreciate is the preparation season that God has positioned us in so that we can start building systems and things of that nature. It's like, yes, you have a gift of speaking, but do you have your systems in place so that it takes the stress off of you when the money starts coming in? And when we start thinking about abundance, we can't think about abundance and, okay, the Lord's going to send us a few clients. No, I'm like, we are daughters of the King, right? He wants to give us a lot. He wants to give us good gifts. And so, but we have to be prepared for the blessing. 
I yes. love how you are preparing your mind for what God has in store for you down the road. Absolutely. Absolutely. And here's the thing. We get one life, one, one. We cannot waste it not using our purpose. We can't. There have been times I've had to learn that and remind myself of that, honestly. But we get one. That's it. So every day when we think about, you know, the gifts that we have and how we show up, somebody's waiting for us. Somebody. So by not choosing to use your gift and use your purpose, that person can't move forward because they're waiting on you. So we got to use the gift. Oh, God, I say it all the time. I think people misunderstand God's purpose for their life versus a purpose that they've created for themselves. Come on. God's purpose is never about you. Come on. It's about generations, right? Not just the now, but hundreds of years from now. And so when we want to make this impact, it's like, are you thinking about an impact in the here and now? Are you thinking about generational yeah. impact? Yeah. And I don't think people always kind of like think about it in that way, is that even though we might be feeling certain types of pressure, even though we may not be in the place where we want to be, what we prayed about, there's a purpose yes. in it because that purpose is serving other people. You are okay. impacting lives exactly where you are. But we have become so socialized to think that impact is about being on this major platform and is not necessarily about that. And so, yes, I love it when people understand and they have a revelation of the purpose that God has placed on their life and not a yep. purpose that they've created or adopted because they've compared themselves and want to become like somebody else. A copycat culture. Yep. Yep. Oh, amen. Yep. Well, I know we can just go on and on, Paula. You know how we do it. You know how I do. I, do. Yes, I, do. Like, I wasn't even sure we was going to be able to record this, but I had already settled in my mind. I said, I'm going to catch up with her, but I got to make sure that we get this episode recorded. You've spoken a lot about self-care. You've spoken a lot about leadership development and training, and that is your passion. I'm assuming that you do leadership development for companies, corporations. I would even imagine schools and districts where that's my area of expertise. I mean, then you also do coaching of individuals. How can people reach out to you if they want to connect with you from a corporate organizational standpoint and also from an individual standpoint? Yeah. So the best place is LinkedIn. Um, I'm Paula Jenkins, MBA on LinkedIn, and it's the best place. But honestly, if people want to email me, they can at Paula at LFSConsult.com, LFSConsult.com, um, Paula, Paula at LFSConsult.com. But LinkedIn is the best place. Other places, I am on Instagram at LFS Consulting. Facebook, LFS Consulting LLC as well. But again, the best place is LinkedIn. And no worries. I will put all of that information in the show notes so people can just click directly on where you want to be contacted and connect with you in that way. I just wanted to say I'm so blessed by this conversation and all the conversations that we've had. Thank you, Laura, for the introduction between the two of us and your amazing husband as well. And I just, again, just want to thank you for coming on today. And it's been a blessing. And I pray that other people will be blessed by what you shared as well. Thank you again for coming. Thank you so much for having me. Beyond my book, if you're interested in learning more about how to become God's best version of yourself by awakening to your purpose, consider enrolling in my online course, which you'll find on my website again which is www.drvernell.com because God's love for you and the reason why he created you is greater than you will ever know. And guess what? He wants you to succeed in carrying out your purpose.